laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Can I stop? Well, there's the intro anyway. Welcome. We are Neil, Luke, and Dave. Three forty-somethings reminiscing on the runners and riders of nineties guitar music. We look at the bands who soundtracked our youth on both sides of the pond and interview some of our heroes from the bands that defined a generation. You'll hear about the good, the bad and the ugly of 90s guitar music. This podcast is stupid and contagious. Hello and welcome to episode five of the Stupid and Contagious podcast. Today is our first wang, highly anticipated wang. Um, but before we get into the actual podcast, just a quick reminder, if you're listening to this podcast, then leave us a review, give it a rating, a five-star rating, obviously, so that other people can find the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, give it a like, leave us a comment underneath, and remember to subscribe to the channel. Let's get into this week's podcast, podcast number five, Wang number one. All right, I'll take responsibility. So my idea for the first Wang is... Uh, to just look at the music of 1990. So if uh, the podcast is dedicated to the 90s, I thought maybe, you know, we won't do them necessarily every time, but over over time we'll get through every every year in, in the 90s, um, yeah. starting with 1990. And also I thought it'd be kind of a good to see, like, um, how what kind of things we were listening to coming into the 90s, um, kind of like our journey into like guitar music and indie and stuff like that. So- we did have a quick chat about this and we 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 were um and ahhing about whether just to keep it strictly like guitar bands, but like Luke says, um we probably weren't listening to much of that stuff back in the nineteen ninety. We were still very young. Yeah, we were thirteen, right? Yeah. Thirteen. I well, when I was kind of looking at what was out and stuff, I, I looked at, like, the guitar stuff first, and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah and I when I got to the chart stuff, I was, like, super excited. I was like, oh, man, I fucking love that. So yeah, I was, man. well, I was, basically, I was obsessed with the charts at this time. I listened to it um, every week. I followed it. I, I Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. So, yeah, let's get into it. Let's do it. Well, do you know the? So I tell you what, I'll give you the top five, top five. singles of nineteen ninety. Did you did you check this? Well, I had a quick look, but Nothing all the charts will be a bit different. One of them. Nothing compared to you is number four. Any more guesses? Uh, I'm trying to think. Rock set, nineteen ninety. Rock set was definitely there. It was number ten. No, number nineteen must have been love no. from the Pretty Woman soundtrack. Dave's knowledge Great of the nineties is. 1990s, astounding. I know, suddenly he's coming in, he's found his knee. <laughs> what, was the, what was the song from Days of Thunder? Ah, uh, that's Maria <laughs> McKee, Show Me Heaven. That was, was that number tune? five. Oh, it's a great know. tune. Yeah. yeah. Three yeah. nil to me now. <laughs> Pretty good. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. 1990, 1990. Oh, what about D Light? Groove is in the Groove is in the heart. Amazing song. Don't know what number it was, though. Although the NME picked it as their uh, track of the year. So Really? There you go. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dave's got another one. 
I'm starting to cheat. Oh, he's looking. Oh, you cheat. My lip. Go on in. I'm cheating. World in motion. Oh, yeah. yeah. New order. With With the famous John Barnes rap. Well, you used to love that, Neil. Yeah, it's still the best football song. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You were definitely more into football than me and Dave were. A little bit, yeah. Well, yeah. I remember World Cup 90, actually. I had a, a big sticker album that I completed, the only one I ever completed. And did you I, have a Sabutio um, contest? I probably did. I probably did. Yeah, so Luke's probably going to now tell you all about how I used to enjoy playing Sabutio. I'm not really embarrassed. There's nothing it. wrong with Sabutio. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, setting up like a whole tournament and like making like fake crowds and stuff. I mean, that's probably slightly too far, but the game itself, you know. If you're going to do it, you've got to go all in. <laughs> <laughs> sure. There's no point in doing sure. it half-heartedly. For people watching and listening, we didn't actually know each other then, did we? Me and Are Dave two, knew each other. We knew of you. you. You're quite well-known in the school. Because of my merit achievements. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you get a lot of merits? Second only to someone else. can't remember who it was. Yeah. It's helped me through life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're digressing. Fucking hell. So oh, yeah. Right. What's number gonna, one? What's okay, number I'll give one? you the top three. You haven't got the top three. Number one, rather depressingly, is uh, Elton John, Sacrifice. Not one of his good. Oh, that's good. I, I that's oh, it's not. Oh, behave. Hmm? Double A side. With what? Yeah, with with what? Um, oh, here he is. Get on chat. Healing hands. You Don't can see it. that you're looking. I didn't know it, did I? Okay, but I thought yeah. it was of interest that it was a double A. Yeah. Number two. I know what is, it is. It's, it's a contender well, for my you track do, of the year. You're looking at it. Oh, I don't then. Unless it's <laughs> Unchained Melody. Well, it's not. That's number three. <laughs> Uh, isn't it? I think it's like the most played song of the 20th century on the um, What? On Unchained radio. Melody? Was it Ghost or? Ghost, it was Ghost. Yeah. 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 Well, number two, which is a contender for one of my tracks of the year, is uh, Adamski, Killer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Killer. Thing is, that song's really good, but I had the album as well. Or well, my brother did. I can't remember. I think my brother might have had it. And the album was really good as well. Yeah, my sister it's, it's had it. It's a really it. good album. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very underrated Adamski. Uh, people should definitely go back and have a listen. He, he, he did some good stuff. Well, that's the kind of thing that came out when I was kind of looking at stuff that came out. There was that kind of music, that kind of in-between yeah, yeah. period, right? Yeah. And uh, a yeah, lot of was. that kind of dance music, which was really new yeah. at that time. And it, I, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, there's yeah. all that Guru Josh and all that sort of thing. There was that, but there was also the guru. kind of like the kind of hip hoppy stuff, like Technotronic and Snap. Yeah, that was all nineteen ninety. Technotronic, love Technotronic. Mm. Well, I'm oh, so great. annoyed because I can't. I've been looking all day for my Technotronic record so I could Have display it? it behind you me. One? I've got it, but it's I've, if it's gone missing. I've, I've misfiled I, yeah, it somewhere. I, I bought a lot of Technotronic stuff actually. I just made a note of the top five, and then I made a note of other other notable ones throughout the throughout the. Hang rest on, of the so chart. have we done? Have we done the five then? Yeah, so it's Elton John, Adamski, Righteous Brothers, Sinead O'Connor, Maria McKee, top five. And this is obviously UK, not UK that? charts, best selling. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this was like the golden age of um, MTV. So, right. like, we had MTV well, in my house. It was for it um, was for you, but you're the only house yeah. that had it. So, like. Like you can't touch this. It was on like every twenty minutes, basically, right? MC I remember, Hammer. I remember. Also, Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby was nineteen ninety. So they're they're kind of they go together, I guess, don't they? Mm. 
I know the words that I still do, but I'm not gonna. We're not gonna do that. Oh, go on. Give us a quick burst. Just ten go seconds. On. Go on. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Ice is back with a brand new invention. I think it's probably a bit too late for a rap career, to be honest. And my delivery isn't great, <laughs> as maybe. But... I've been talking a lot. How about how about you two? What are, what did you what caught your eye? Dave, come on, hit us with it. Well, you've mentioned all them. Um, Dub be good to me was one. Yes, and yeah. I didn't realise that was Norman Cook. Pretty Not just him, yeah. him and someone else, so I forget now. Oh, well, she was really good. I can't remember what her name was, the singer. Um, I, really oh, I think there was another um, guy as well involved. I just wanted to mention uh, Rob and Raz featuring Leila Kay. Got to get. Never heard of I it. was obsessed with that track. What got to get and get again and again? No? Hey, talk about oh, my rap man. career. <laughs> so good, man. Leila Kay on the MIC. I'm trying yeah. to think what I was listening to in 1990. I think I think I was listening to Cliff Richard. <laughs> Save his day. Because <laughs> you just listen to your parents' records, don't you? I mean, mum was obsessed with Cliff Richard. Were you listening to Depeche Mode at this point? Because Violator came out in 1990. I'm going to edit out the Cliff Richard bit. But yeah, I was listening to sort of Depeche Mode. My brother had 101 and Violator, I think. My brother got me into Depeche Mode. And I, I'm still a big fan. Still think they're a great band. They're huge yeah. in Sweden. <clears throat> they're huge oh, really? worldwide. They really love Depeche Mode there. Well, I, I like them a lot, but you know, I, I think they're more popular there than here. Almost. I think they're big in in America too. I think they're a bit like like the Cure is like in America, yeah, they right? Are. Like they're like like huge. You know, yeah, huge, huge, huge. Yes, um, I was probably listening to Depeche Mode and Talk Talk as well. Great oh, band. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay, so you, you're slightly slightly cool. Okay, okay. Yeah, guess so. Yeah. What were you listening to, Dave? Lighthouse Family hadn't hadn't entered your domain yet. Had it? No, I don't think they'd formed at that point. Oh, mate, how different your life trajectory would have would have been. The whole music landscape for everyone would have changed. <laughs> Doesn't even bear thinking about, does it? I mean, this podcast wouldn't happen have happened. They're kind of the cornerstone, really, aren't they? You know, yeah. when you've got s- such seminal work as ocean drive and like i was listening to my older sister's records and my mum's records what were they and i was i was a kid you know i was more interested in computer games i was listening to aha oh okay blondie yeah Uh, yeah you did like blondie i remember you're obsessed yeah yeah, i still like them but yeah them particularly blondie's great okay another 1991 was everyone listening to pet shop boys behavior oh yeah of course so good yeah they're such a great band they're still such a great band too and uh again like we had mtv so like like, remember like the being boring video lots of like ridiculously beautiful young men basically almost naked and it's just uh, so good at the time there wasn't really another act that was openly sort of homosexual was there it was a no quite a a thing back then i'm not sure if the whole Pet Shop Boys, the name why they're called the Pet Shop Boys is true. I'm not sure about that. I'm pretty sure it's not. <laughs> I don't think we can talk about that really. No, it's it's. I mean, don't amplify that nonsense. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one more. If, I think I feel we're moving away from the pop stuff. And a one, and it's, it's probably probably my my possibly my first like um, celebrity crush. Have a guess. Timmy Mallet. He did pop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, Bomb Ballerina was 1990. Mrs. Mangle. <laughs> but she didn't, she didn't have a pop career like no. so many others. Natalie Umbrella. 
that was much later. <laughs> Sonia. Sonia, no, it's a good one. No. So it was someone on TV. So it was a musician. Those first, you know, sexual awakenings. Belinda Carlisle. She was about 50 even then. <laughs> she wasn't at all. Ah, uh, Betty Boo. Oh, Betty Boo. Yeah, good one. Good one. Yeah, I quite yeah. like Betty Boo as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Where Are You yeah, Baby, a Boo Mania album. Even the second album, I think, is even better. I really like a bit of Betty Boo. Around that time would have been... Um, <sighs> had a brother with a stupid name. Oh, Nana Cherry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, again, I've got put that out of, the, uh, out of the shelf today. It was 1989, though, so it's just one short of uh, that yeah. raw like sushi. I love Nana Cherry. I, yeah, I, I, she might have actually pre-preceded uh, Betty Boo with my uh, celebrity crush. Oh, great yeah. single. Uh, yeah. She was Swedish, I think. Yeah, really? half Swedish, yeah. I didn't yeah, know yeah. that. And she does. She's doing really interesting stuff now, making like experimental jazz music. She's uh, she's really cool. What's Eagle Eye doing these days? I don't know, but her dad, Don Cherry, was a very famous like um, free jazz guy. Save tonight. That was his track, wasn't it? Yeah, that was it. Mm. It was all right. Yeah, it was yeah. a good tune. Was that good. wasn't nineteen ninety either, was it? That was no. Later. It was quite. No, late. it was much later much later. On. Much later. Yeah, and Paul Abdul as well. Love that as well. <laughs> Paul Abdul. Yeah, she still looks the Paula same. Abdel. Oh, she still age. looks great. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't it was that video with the cartoon cat, which was like really famous at the time. Opposites attract. That was ninety nine. Ah, oh, so good, so good. Yeah, yeah, she was good. Yeah, I give you that. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of uh, female artists around at the time. Yeah, yeah. Man. Jason yeah. Donovan's heyday, wasn't it? Nineteen ninety. I would say a, a couple later. of years earlier, eighty eight, eighty nine. Oh, maybe yeah, yeah early. Yeah, yeah maybe. Mm. Yeah. So it started to. Uh, Go off the rails by 1990, maybe. Yeah, that's when he's. That's when he got on the old sniff, I think. <laughs> allegedly. No, yeah. there's no allegedly. Oh, can we it. say allegedly? I don't know. Can I get did. done for that? It's, it's well documented. I mean, it's good publicity for the podcast if Jason Donovan goes after us. So. Yeah, I mean, I think right. those neighbour stars, their run had come to an end by 1990. You had Kylie, you had Jason, you had Craig McLaughlin, the Czech one too. You had Stefan Dennis. Stefan Dennis. I think they'd run out by then. You know, I think, I think the Hoff was quite big back then at the time as well. Uh, that Hot song. Oh. oh, it's so good. If no, you haven't seen that, go and watch it immediately. Well, we're gonna, we'll put a link to it. We'll put a link to it in the... Uh, yeah, in the, in the podcast info. It's yeah. too good. Yeah. It's too good for you to not have in your lives. <laughs> Go and watch it. What was it called again? Hot Shot, Hot Shot City. City. Amazing that he even thought thought about that and then finished it and went, "Yep, that's all right." Put that. I'm out. glad he did. I'm glad. So he did. am I. So am yeah. I. Did you get a few like curveballs that we wouldn't expect to have been in the charts in '90? Okay, well, where's Madonna? Ad Vogue was oh, out. Yeah. Immaculate was out, wasn't it? Immaculate, Immaculate. exactly. A huge so that, album. People might Good think album, that, that's right. kind of her her eighties period into the nineties period, right? Yeah, that was kind um, of it. And then great. everything she did after that was pretty much shit. Oh no, 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 no! Because that no, then she had Ray of Light after that, which was amazing. Mm, not a fan. Um, B fifty twos again. My image of the B fifty twos is kind of eighties, but they had Love Shack in nineteen ninety. <laughs> Love Shack's a great song. Oh, I thought that was earlier. New Kids on the Block, Hanging Tough. Ah, oh, they've had a bit of a renaissance, haven't they? 
they've, they've done a new tour yeah. and stuff. Oh, there you go. I mentioned Craig McLaughlin, the Czech one, to a moment ago. They had Mona was 1990, so the neighbours' stars hadn't quite dried up. Friend of the podcast, uh, Ben Harding, mentioned playing with Blue Pearl on top of the pops. Naked in the Rain was he 1990. Oh, right, big yeah, hit that, wasn't it? Oh, Guru Josh is in there. You mentioned uh, Neil you. Infinity. Oh Infinity. man, really good. Gaza and Lindisfarne, Fog on the Time. <laughs> Terrible song. When were KLF about? That's it, 1990. I was going to talk about them. Yeah, so we'll talk about them now, shall we? So KLF. Didn't your brother have the Chill Out album? He did, didn't he? Uh, he did, he did. Uh, you can see a copy of it if you're watching on YouTube. You can see a copy of it behind me. A bit of a recurring theme that Sam seems to have introduced us to a lot of <laughs> decent music. So didn't appreciate it at the Sam. time, but uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember him playing that Chill Out album. At the time, I thought, it's a bit weird. But then they started bringing out all their commercial stuff, and it was I, I loved all that stuff. Justified and Ancient. Yeah, What Time Is Love, all of that. I'm, not, I'm still undecided on that burning a million quid thing. but yeah. That's an interesting thing, actually. It's, I've read that, yeah. They mentioned that in an economics book I read. I wonder if they regret it now. Go on, what did the book say? Well, it's just it, it was a good illustration of how inflation works and money works and how anyone outraged that they were burning it were foolish because when they burnt that million pounds they effectively gave it all to us because they deleted a million pounds from existence oh, so right, it made okay. everyone else's pound just a tiny bit more valuable yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might circulation <laughs> yeah i don't know i've seen people ask them in interviews if they regret it and they say no they said it was uh art i don't know yeah they really yeah. sort of believed in what they were doing it was perfect form of art because art you should be talking about especially modern art but that album the chill out it's for the first time it was like super like experimental it's full of like weird yeah. samples and it's yeah, yeah. um it's really good it's really good and then yeah the next album the, the, which had all the commercial hits on it it's, it's still a really good album it's got that last train to transcendental and stuff which is a great tune yeah. Love that. Yeah. Was it KLF who had some experiment, like how to make a yes. number one record in 10 yeah. minutes? they did. So they, they wrote a book saying, that, yeah, how to have a number one record, and then they followed the blueprint for that record. And Doctor Who and the Time Lords, it was that one. I like them because they were always sort of pushing the boundaries a little bit, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's get back into the into the charts. Let's talk a little bit about sort of the guitar bands around at the time. Well, in terms of if we're staying on singles, we had um, Soup Dragons, um, uh, I'm Free, uh, The Farm, Farm, Groovy Train. Oh, yeah, that's it. it was all those bands, wasn't it? Groove, groove Dragons. No, not Groove Dragons. Is Groove Dragons a band? <laughs> groove Dragons? No, Soup Dragons. <laughs> Charlatan's debut right. came out. So the only one I know um, did pretty well. <laughs> See, I got into Charlatans later, uh, sort of mid-90s probably, but those early albums are fucking great. Yeah, that first album is one of my favourites. Some Friendly, yeah. Yeah, yeah Some Friendly. Yeah. Here's one for you to guess, Neil. It's not an indie band. It is right. a guitar band, emphasis on the right. guitar. And we used to love this this album, I guess, especially there were like two songs from it, especially that we used to um, really, really be into. Ah, uh, Extreme. Extreme. Pornography graffiti about 1990. We knew all the words to... Uh, we did. We used to sit on the beach. A couple yeah. of weirdos. What's going on? Imagine <laughs> what that. What do you mean? It's brilliant. What are we doing? Just picture it. 
Just what? Just two young guys hanging out at the beach, singing along to rock ballads. Yeah, but there was no music on. Oh, we might have had a tape acapella. Play. Probably no. It probably was acapella, wasn't it? I'm just trying no. to set the scene. Just us, like yeah. sitting on a beach singing. But yeah, great song. What was the other song? Uh, get the funk out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the first one is more than words. By the way, if you if you hadn't realised. So we did know each other then. We did know each other then. I guess, well, it, it might have been a bit after that we were sitting on the beach singing along. I thought you were going to go down the leopard route, you see. No. I thought you were going to bring no. that in. Around that time was when I first started getting into the leopard, yeah. 1990 seemed to be like a, a middle, even for like guitar bands that were already started, 1990 seemed to be like a fallow year. Maybe they'd put like an album out in 1988 or 1989. Mm. And then they'd put out another one in like 91. There's a lot of bands that I thought had put albums out in 1990 and they hadn't. It'd either been like 91, both of them 91, to be honest. So this, this goes back, because you were saying to Roddy in that interview that you're obsessed with how decades don't start until a certain year. I was just about this to say This would be one yeah. of those occasions. Yeah. That would be it. And I would definitely say the 90s started in 91. I mean, up to, you're talking about like Snap and Technotronic. To me, that's the 80s, right? Mm. I guess the decade took a little while to, to kick into action. Most decades do, do, I think. Yeah. Do, yeah. yeah. So I've got the, the NME top three albums of the year. What do you reckon? Number two, we've already talked about. Jason Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> Passed away recently. George Michael. Sinead O'Connor. Sinead O'Connor. All right, but George Michael, he did have... Um, he did, he had Prejudice. Listen Without Prejudice, Volume 1. That's When's one of my Volume big, 2 coming out? Well, that's one of my big really pet annoyed hates. me. People that yeah, only release too. a Volume 1. I hate that too, but then he might, to be fair, he might have done it, but it's not really his fault. Sinead O'Connor, number two. Number three, right. you can see behind me. Public Enemy. Public Enemy. And number one... Again, uh, I, I associate it more with an 80s. Uh, Madchester. Happy Mondays. Stone Happy Roses. Happy Mondays. Peels, thrills and belly aches. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I didn't really get into them till later, I don't think. Same. Same. Didn't really know much about the Madchester scene. Like Stone Roses. Well, this is something... Passed me by I... until, until the second album came out. Well, this think. is something I talk about a lot as well. It, you know, even just like a year or two, like age difference... And you got a completely mm. like new set of music, right? So, like at the time, like my sister, she's two years older than me. Her and like her, her friends and her, her, her boyfriend Luke, they were like listening. They lo- it was all about the Mondays and the Roses. Yeah, that's right. And they yeah, had they, they it, had yeah. no interest in Nirvana, right? No. And for, even no. though like it's less than even like less than two years between us, you know, and mm. like the Mondays and Nirvana were I, I, well, not so the Mondays and the Roses. I didn't get into them till still started hanging around with them basically and it's not even age it's school year i've worked out mm. it doesn't yeah, matter maybe. if you were if you know if you were born whatever in the in the august or whatever it's the school year i've worked I've, okay, it's, it's not how old you were it's uh yeah yeah it's really interesting but it's like my brother he was into depeche mode and talk talk and those sort of bands mm. but he never yeah he never listened to nirvana or any of that stuff other albums from the enemy list, which our listeners might be interested in, um, Carter, uh, the Unstoppable oh, Six yeah. Machine. They had uh, 101 Damnations came out in 1990. Uh, Mega City Four had a record out that year. Who cares wins? Right, right. Um, Jesus Jones. 
Jesus no, Jones. Again, it's one of those in between years. Yeah. Ninety one, wasn't it? Jesus Jones, mm. ninety one. But uh, in, in terms of singles, other interesting ones. Um, well. The album didn't come out until '91, but Primal Scream released "Loaded" in 1990, which was kind of gearing was that them up for like. Was it? Yeah, it was "Scream of Delica" came out in '91, but you know the, the they released a couple of singles before that to kind of show the world what they were about to completely change, you know. Um, so that's yeah. interesting. Lemonheads, a different drum, came out in 1990. Fuck off, '90. Um, which is a yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't even know if I've heard that album. Is it good? I don't know if I've heard. I just know the song "Different Drum." I don't think I've listened to any Lemonheads album apart from "Shame About Ray" and the one after. Come on, come feel. on, feel the Lemonheads. I think that's Carbutt it. Car and Cloth. I've I've only I don't listened, think I've to listened to three. To any of them. Yeah, Car and Cloth was good, and then yeah, I mean, come on, feel them. That also interests me as well. Like the last episode, we're talking about the Levelers. You get obsessed with the band, listen to a couple of their albums, and that's all you listen to, and then you just. Don't listen to anything else ever, even though there are obviously going to be some great stuff in the albums that come after. But you just don't, you just don't bother listening. It's like that Faith No More one, Soul and Victors. Yeah, I'm mm. agreeing. Just didn't give it a second thought that they existed five, six, seven years before. No, you just don't go and listen to any of the old stuff or the stuff after. It's weird. You're just in that moment and that's it. And then you just forget about them. But it was harder then, wasn't it? Now you could just, you'd see them all come up on Spotify or whatever. Yeah. You could go and listen, but then you had to buy them. I think that's a good point. But also, you're right, and it's it's something that I've noticed a lot since, like, being on social media and stuff. Like, um, if you say, oh, I like a band, people, you, you, you know, you have, people expect you to know every single song they've ever released on every single album over, you know, mm. even if they had, like, a 30-year career. If you say... And if you don't know it, oh, you're not really a fan. And mm. I, I really don't like that. I think like social media has kind of amplified that. And I think us having a podcast, we're kind of putting ourselves as if we're kind of like mm. experts. And, you know, I haven't oh, no, listened to, you know, I haven't listened to the last seven Levelers albums, but I exactly. fucking love them yeah. at that time for yeah. those three albums, right? Um, yeah, that's what I mean. It's, it's weird. It's, it's it? a weird one. It's a weird one. For the uh, eagle-eyed viewers, you can probably notice that we're not actually wearing the same clothes uh, since the last conversation. It's the next day and we haven't bothered to keep the same attire. Had a few technical issues yesterday, but that's what happens when you're running a podcast. Someone in Japan, I guess. Absolutely literally nothing to do with me whatsoever. <laughs> what the no, fuck? it's me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Why even mention me then? If, what's the... I was trying to excuse myself by saying it's because we're running a podcast with someone in Japan. That's probably where the technical issues were. But you've fucking ruined that now, haven't you? Now we just look incompetent. So uh, where we left it, we left it... Um... You were going to say something about metal. I've no idea what you were going to say. Um, but, uh... I was. Oh, well remembered. We were talking about how see, you're really into a band. You listen to the, the album's around at that time and then you don't ever bother listening to them again where metal's different is the fans are very dedicated and they listen to a band's entire catalogue throughout their career sort of thing i'm not down with that you've got you've got to be discerning even if it's your favorite band if they make like a shit album then yeah but we don't know that's the thing it's not even like you go you listen to an album and then you go all right i'll listen to the next one oh that's not as good you just don't bother listening to it 
I, I haven't heard any of the last couple of Levelers albums. I haven't even tried it. Right, yeah, that's, that's fair. I mean? That's fair. You, you should listen to Make a Judgment. Yeah, you're right. No doubt they're releasing amazing music that I'm just ignoring. No doubt no have. Reason. No Probably doubt have released that. amazing music. <sighs> Good fun. Apologies. Can I, well, speaking of metal... 1990 was especially. I, I didn't get into metal until I hit till I was like 30 years old. Love but a bit of metal. 1990 had some really good metal: Slayer, Priest, Entombed's classic, Left Hand Path, Death, Bathory, Pantera. All released amazing albums in that year. By that quick definition of metal, you can't because there's, there's so many subgenres within within metal that it's impossible to define. That's what's so good about it, and it's also it's one of the few. It's much more kind of global than like indie or, mm. or even than like straight ahead rock music. Like, you know, you got like we talked about it in the first episode, I think, didn't we? Bands from, you know, all over the place, basically. Should we move on to like the indie grungy uh, stuff that this podcast is supposed to be focused on? Yeah. When was Bleach, when did Bleach come out? 88. Fucking hell. What were they doing for three years? Changing the history of rock music. It's not easy. Right in like one of the best one of the best albums ever. Yeah, they were busy. How could Bleach be eighty eight? It's mad, isn't it? Bleach yeah. is an eighties album. The grunge scene started in the eighties. Really. Like, look at Faith No More. I know they're not specifically grunge, but they've been around for most of the eighties. Okay, so well, okay, let's start with that with the American side. So, Pixies released the Bossa Nova album, which you know, basically that. Nirvana ripped off the Pixies in nearly everything they did. Breeders had their first album, Pod, yeah. came out in 1990. Right. Um, Sonic Youth made their major label debut with Goo. Was Goo. That with um, in Goo. I had the T-shirt. I don't even remember. I had the Sonic Youth T-shirt with the... I think it's the cover of that album. Not their first album, but their first kind of like major label one. Great album. And yeah. also on the American side... Um, this really surprised me. I thought it was like mid nineties. Black Crows. Uh, fuck off. Oh God, I know, I know. <laughs> Please. So fuck that, off. Well, I don't know what the album's called, but the one with Hard to Handle on it. I don't care what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> Why was that so popular? Oh, I don't know. People still bang on about them now. Fucking. No, Black they Crows. don't. Do they? That wasn't even their song, was it? Hard to Handle. Yeah, I don't think no. so. Right. Fucking hate it. I'm sure you. I thought you liked them. Me? Yeah. What the fuck? Fuck off. No. no. <laughs> so I like that song. Oh, here hey. we go. Dave, yeah, like, oh, like that? <laughs> Dave loved the Black Crows. Yeah. I don't know. It's one of those bands that like um, people that people that think they're into like proper music. I don't think we should give them any airplay. I don't think we should give them any time on this. All Let's right. just move on. All right, moving on then. Uh, two more from the uh, American side. Well, one, Mother Love Bone. Ah, um, yes. They posthumously released uh, Apple. Let's spend a bit um, of time on that. I mean, I, I can't remember when I discovered that album. Probably late on again. It's phenomenal. Have you have you given it a good listen? I have, but only recently. Um, Dave, do you, know what, do, you know what this, do you know what we're talking about? No, no, don't. So Mother Love Bone is basically um, most of the members in Pearl Jam used to be in Mother Love Bone. And then the lead singer, Andrew Wood, died of a heroin overdose and then they formed sort of Pearl Jam. That's basically the short of the story. They don't really sound like Pearl Jam, do they? Mother Love Bone. No, they're they're more kind of glam rocky. Yeah, that's exactly what it was, like glam rock. 
But mm. I thought it was fucking brilliant. And Andrew Wood was an amazing front man. See, I, I, I never got into it. I never did. Oh, I love yeah. it. Yeah. It's interesting. I just finished reading um, Steve Turner's uh, biography. He was the guitarist in um, Mud Honey. Still is the guitarist in Mud Honey. But he right. was also the guitarist in Green River. And yeah, a lot of people yeah, in that, Green... Basically, yeah, that was pre. Pre-Mother Love Bone. Mother so Love they Bone, kind of split it? up into Mother Love Bone and Mud Honey, basically. That's right. And yeah. in the book, he, he he makes it really clear that, you know, it was a divergence in, in music. And, like, the, the Mud Honey guys were kind of going back to, like, their hardcore roots. And the, the, the Mother Love Bone were going metal. And he makes it clear that he didn't care for the music at all yeah, of, yeah. of Mother Love Bone. And I, I, I don't know. It definitely wasn't grunge i would say it's definitely more sort of your classic rock band you know what i mean maybe i'll go back and give it another listen but it it never it never really connected with me there's not much footage around but if you if you can get watch some footage of some of the gigs he's just a really great front man where did the glam bit come in well the way they dressed like the dress and andrew wood was quite a flamboyant character he wore, wore all the feather bowers and all that sort of thing mm. and that kind of big explosive sound it's pretty tragic. They literally like recorded the album. They were they were destined to be one of the biggest bands around, and yeah, he died, and and that was that. It's a good job they got to record that album, I guess. The other one I want to mention is uh, Fugazi, who uh, I I just I just love Fugazi. Um, I must admit I don't know yeah. much about them to be honest. But let give us a rundown. Ian Mackay is uh, he was the founder of um, Minus Threat, like. Um, Early oh, 80s ben, hardcore ben Harding band. was talking about them, wasn't he? Ben they they basically invented Straight Edge. Ian Mackay, after they split up, he went on to make another band called Embrace, not not the uh, the 90s <laughs> yeah, indie band Embrace, who, who basically invented emo. Then, okay. after that, he went on and uh, formed Fugazi, who uh, basically, I don't know what you'd call it, who invented like post-hardcore and... Um, I think well, he's one of my, my one of my heroes. So, yeah, Fugazi are great. So, what's the link to 1990? Just, this album came out in 1990. Yeah, it's not. They, it's like their third album or something like that. But yeah. But the main one we need to talk about from the American side from 1990 is Neil. No, I, I thought you're fuck frozen again. I, I just don't know. He's just literally froze. <laughs> yeah, in terror. <laughs> Give us a clue at least. One of your favourite bands, a band that we saw live. Oh, Alice in Chains. Alice in Chains, Facelift. <laughs> a great album. I'm undecided between that and uh, I think they're equally great albums. Really? I, I, and I haven't really I listened to Facelift enough. I've listened to Dirt like yeah, hundreds of times. So it's another one I need to go back and listen to um, a bit more. Fucking good gig that though, wasn't it? Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you remember how it started? Yeah, fuck. I, I found it on the inter. Uh, there's a clip of it on YouTube. The audio is oh, terrible, really? but it came yeah, out on it's... that like web. <laughs> That's right. He had like a cargo net. He swung out on, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's probably still one of the best gigs I've been. Well, it is. For those listening, there's Alison Chains at the Brixton Academy. 1990. What do you reckon? You know, 94. No, three. I think. Pretty sure it's September 93. So yeah, facelift. Dave, have you heard facelift? No, I haven't. I haven't listened to Alice in Chains at all. Oh, oh really? Who invited him on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You haven't heard any Alice in Chains? 
Well, I must have heard the big songs, but I haven't listened to the albums. Go on, then. Mm. What's the big song? Well, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> Wood. You must have heard Wood. Yeah. I must have heard it, but I can't remember it now without you putting it on. Do you remember mm. the film Singles? No. You haven't fucking watched that either, has he? Mind you, I haven't seen it since then. I might have to rewatch that. Yeah, it's good. But it's probably not, is it? Probably shit. Is, is that all the American ones, is it? Let's see all the decent American ones. Well, and Public Enemy, of course. Have we already spoken what was going on in the UK at that time? We've because mentioned yeah. a few of them, but not but not a lot. So we've got um, the Lars. I tell you what, I don't. I think I think the Lars are shit. <laughs> I mean, a hundred percent agree. I mean, there she goes. It's an incredible song. That's all they got. It's, I can't believe that they've still got a legacy. I know, and he's like painted as this, like as a genius. It's not a genius. He wrote one good song, fucking... which is a fucking great song, but it's not enough, you know. It's not that great, though, is it? It's good. It's a good song. Oh, it is. It's almost. It's like a perfect pop song. It's. Oh, it's really. Yeah, it's good. a good song. It's a great song. But yeah, that's it. That album is terrible. And it's about drugs, and that's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Elaborate on that. I just thought it was about someone, you know. Oh, a girl. No, it's about jacking up. Racing through my veins. Yes, about heroin, man. I just can't contain this feeling that remains. But yeah, they're, they're shit. Yeah. Have you heard the last, Dave? Only that song. Don't worry about it. Don't listen to the albums. Rubbish. Anyway, we won't have the last one. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't no, I don't think he does interviews anyway, Lee Mavis. He's too oh, much well, of a fucking cool. genius to do to lower himself to do interviews. <laughs> fucking hate that shit. Ride put out uh, nowhere their 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 kind of defining album. I like Ride, but I've never really given them enough time, I don't think. Till like two or three years ago, I hadn't, um, but I kind of got, got into him a couple of years ago. Really, really good. We spoke about it in that in the interview with Ben Harding. That night we went to see the Census things. Could have been Ride. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great record. It's great. Um, we talked about the Charlatans, Some Friendly. Um, yeah, covered that one. And the Mondays. Um, also... Um, if you're watching on YouTube behind me here, um, in Spiral Carpets, Life album. It's pretty big at the time. I don't mind the Spirals. Not, not yeah. a massive fan. Yeah, it's a, good, it's a good album. It's good. They're another Manchester band, aren't they? No, they're another Madchester band. Madchester, sorry. Yeah. I don't think they were from Manchester. No, Gallagher was famously the roadie, wasn't he? So. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. Don't know why I thought they were. Dave was right. Apart from me, didn't say Madchester. Well, their biggest hit from that from that album, this is how it feels. Um, I was listening to it earlier because I had the record in my office. I brought it back that, with me. This is um, how it feels to be lonely. Thing. Yeah, it's a really weird song. It's, it's about it's about depression and suicide. That song, and, I was, and it's such weird that it was a massive hit. I thought that was a Frank and Walters for some reason. Sounds like something they'd sing. No. Frank and Walters, what was their big hit? Showgirl? Yeah. No. I don't think what? it was. Well, I think I think it was on Loaded, which is, you know, in my mind, the greatest compilation ever made. Wasn't it all turds or something like that? I can see us reading something. <laughs> I'm not reading. <laughs> in that case, what was the what was the Frank and Walters one? There's that one about going round and round. You're gonna have to look it up, Luke. Ah, Frank and Walters after all. Oh, that's it, yeah. After, yeah, that's a great song. Yeah, yeah. After song. yeah that's it. Carry on. <laughs> Come on, Dave. <laughs> Come on. 
You're right. And the auteurs was show go. I apologize. That's very embarrassing. Um, uh, I, 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 I tender my resignation. We don't accept it though. No, it's just, I know that album very well. The loaded album. Loaded album. Yeah. It was so good. It had, it had like UK and American bands. It had like, oh man, should we get the track list in? This is it. It starts with Primal Scream. Into Lenny Kravitz, Are You Gonna Go My Way? Suede, Animal Nitrate, Jesus Jones, oh. Devil You Know, Stereo MCs, Connected. Oh, them, I like them. Depeche Mode, Lemonheads, Carter, Therapy, The Cult, Dinosaur Junior, Belly, Frank and Walters, Sugar, Morrissey, Tosser, Orchards, Radiohead, Faith No More. What a fucking album, mate. Was that free, was it? No. 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 No, oh, no, no. £13. Pounds. Or twelve ninety nine. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, Discogs has eleven for sale from four hundred and twenty-one yen, which is two pounds thirty. That's all right. Ah, oh, but what a lineup! That's crazy. But we've gone away from nineteen ninety. That came out much later, didn't it? That's all right. As a segue, I think. Yeah, but we'll go back. We'll yeah. take it back. But yeah, a term I hadn't heard before for a, a category of band was the shoegazers. So Ride were famously shoegazing band. Yeah. It yeah. just means they didn't really move around much. They just sort of yeah, gazed at their there. shoes. Yeah, is what yeah. it is. Who else was a big shoegazing band at the time? My Bloody Valentine, right? My Bloody Valentine. What the, you talked the about. Godfathers, yeah, yeah. Slow Dive, Curve. It just used to sound that, stand there with a big wall of sound, basically, wasn't it? Yeah, which is a cool idea, right? It's, it's, yeah, I like yeah. it. It's all about the music, isn't it? Not so much the show. I guess the God Machine were a bit like that as well. Fucking love the God Machine. See, I don't know much about them. I know you posted that the other day, but Fucking yeah. go and have a look. Everyone should listen to that album. It's fucking beautiful. What album? It's called One Last Laugh in the Face of Dying by the God Machine. Not sure when that was out. Might have been around the ni- 1990. Mm, mm. Yeah, well, Popolite itself had a record out as well. Cure for Sanity was came out in 1990. What's on that? Good question. I looked it up a few days ago and I completely No Wise Up remember. Sucker and all that stuff. No, no. Dance of the Mad Bastards. That's, no, that's quite, quite a big, big one. one. Yeah, yeah. But can we can we just talk about metal for a minute? Why is why is that good? Why do you like it? Why do I like metal? Yeah. A good question. So I didn't get into it until I hit my thirties. Um, I think it's it's genuine. I think it's it's free of kind of artifice and posturing. I think everyone's idea of metal is kind of like the glam kind of hair metal. That's not really metal. That's rock. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It, it's it still remains pretty kind of underground and it remains credible. But at the same time, they sell like you know hundreds and thousands of. Go, that, of it's like albums. I was yeah. saying earlier, the fans are very. Very loyal to the to, yeah. If you're a metaler, you're a metaler, aren't you? And you just yeah, that's what you are. And I really like the variety of of metal. So I I, I like I like a lot of um, like black metal, which has like a really kind of lo-fi sound, which appeals to my lo-fi tastes. Um, I like a lot of death metal. I don't like the, like technical death metal. It's a bit kind of wanky. I'm not into that. But if it's kind of like old school death metal, I just like that kind of onslaught of sound i love that um yeah i don't know man it just it just appeals to my my sense of aesthetic and uh, everything i like a bit of metal yeah. too I, i'm more sort of classic metal iron maiden mm. 
that sort of thing. I just think most metal bands are just fucking amazing musicians. Metal guitarists are fucking brilliant. You can probably spot in the uh, the top corner where all of the spines are black. Is uh, most is uh, a lot of my uh, metal collection. Like you say, though, real metal isn't isn't the metal that most people think about. No, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You should give it a go, Dave. Um, although, you know, some metal, like especially like the black metal, is kind of problematic. There's a lot of kind of white supremacist shit going on in that scene, which is like totally fucked. But Dave, you you used to look like a metaler, didn't you, back in the day, with your brown leather jacket and your black hair? Yeah, I don't mind the look. Have you still got that jacket? No, unfortunately, I don't think I do. That's a shame. Be worth a fortune now. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> be worth even less. Why would it be worth a fortune now? Oh, well, it's real leather, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah. Fucking hell. The moped wasn't quite the Harley Davidson that you should have been turning up to school. Uh, it on. was close enough, mate. It was close enough. <laughs> Come on. But give us give us a, a, a metal recommendation then. I'll give you a 1990 metal recommendation. Yeah, and it's especially for you because you have the Swedish connection. Jason Donovan. <laughs> Jason <laughs> Donovan. <laughs> Goat I Massacre 3. Yeah. No, I, rec- I recommend uh, the album Left Hand Path by Entombed. It was, it's a landmark of Swedish death metal. Um, came out in 1990. And it's, it's, it's really good. All right, I'll promise I'll give it a listen, but I... There's your homework. I can't imagine I would like it. You've got to go into it with an open mind. No, I'll go into it with a closed mind. (laughs) (laughs) At least you haven't told you to go and listen to the Lars album as homework. That would have been much worse. No, I bet I'd prefer... I probably would prefer it. Try to, even if you don't like it, try to appreciate what they're doing. Listen to that and listen to the Lars album. Tell us which one you think's best. Yeah, yeah that's right. a good that's a good idea. Yeah. But I warn you, you might fall asleep like halfway through the Lars album because it's so fucking dark. <laughs> so but, shit. but try, but try. All right. I don't I just don't get it. I don't I don't get it. Uh, it's not bad. It's just it's not, it's not bad. It's just overrated. How can he be a genius? Like even if those 10 songs were good, it's not enough. But the fact that only one out of 10's good. See, I disagree. I disagree. Most bands don't write even one like amazing song they've done that they've that's most that's more than most bands achieve right they've Did done he even like, one classic perfect sure. song did he write yeah. it on his own was it john power as well well that's true yeah i don't know i don't know see cast they're pretty good i like mine cast they're much better oh, than the last fuck off. i mean sandstorm's <laughs> a great song they're better than the last that's all i'm saying I'd write, if i had to if someone said you could go and see the cast or the last and i'd go and see cast um, are we going to pick a best album or not? I haven't, I haven't got a best album and best single for 1990. Also, they might that be giants. Twice. Had Birdhouse in your soul as well. Oh, that's might sway your brilliant. vote, Dave. That might that sway your brilliant. vote. I know you were. Oh, I, I did love that song at the time. I know you did. I know. Unbelievable. EMF was out in 1990. Oh, I'm going to have that then. The album that came out before the album. So, yeah. I'm having that. It, def- it really was one of my probably still is one of my favourite songs. So Oh, it's amazing. It's great. It's great. I'm gonna go with that one. I'm gonna go for Adamski killer. Am I going Freedom Ninety. Uh George no, Michael. Actually, that isn't so good, is it? Freedom Ninety. 
Yes, that's it is. Really good. Freedom 90. Yeah, that's really George good. Mark. I don't like the original Freedom wasn't as good by Wham. Um, for albums, I'll probably, I'll probably go with Public Enemy, Fear of a Black Planet for me. Well, I'm going to have Facelift then. It's only because it's in my mind, but um, uh, The Charlatans, Some Friendly. Ah, good it. Good I one, don't know if it's the best, but it's the best one I've, we've talked about, in my opinion. That's our rundown of 1990. Whoever's watching and listening to this, then please do comment below. Let us know what you were listening to in 1990. Maybe give us your favourite single and album from that time. Let's start a bit of a conversation. Or if you're listening uh, on the podcast, um, drop into the Facebook group and, uh, and leave a comment there. So anyone who hasn't already, yeah, join the Facebook group because it's a, it's a nice little community. It's growing. Yeah, it's getting busy on there. It's, uh, it's really fun. It's really good that people are starting to post their own stuff on there. We've set that group up for everyone. It's not just for us to post our own stuff on there. So feel free to get involved. Like, subscribe, all of that good stuff. If you're listening to this podcast, then leave us a review. If you're watching on YouTube, then please do give it a thumbs up, comment below, and please do make sure you subscribe to the channel um, so that we can grow that as well. Dave, do you want to do your famous sign-off? See you in a minute.